RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPG LL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, RPGLLPodcast at gmail.com, and check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Hi, welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes. With me, as usual, is Brian. Hello there. And Mike. Hey, Dusty. So today we're talking about the next to last session of our Pathfinder Beginner Box campaign. And I think we covered the last session rather thoroughly when we finished the, the, the entire campaign. So this is the last episode we'll, we're, that we're going to record about our Pathfinder Beginner Box campaign. Guys, it's kind of the end of an era. We've been talking about this campaign for 15 or 16 episodes. It's sad. What are we going to talk about now? New new games and old games. Okay, so this session was all roleplay, 100% roleplay. And it's basically you guys reporting back to Shalalu about the elementals. And you notice that something seems off with Shalalu. That was the game. We called it later Shalalu Askew because it turns out there was something askew about Shalalu. But let's start off with the quick impressions and we'll do numeric ratings. I usually go first. I've been going first since the new show note format. Um, Mike or Brian, why don't one of you guys take the first rating? Mike, how about you? Um, I'm probably going to have to give this one a five, mostly because I didn't remember a lot from it. I mostly remembered that we just RP'd, and I think maybe having it only be an RP session made it uh, definitely less memorable for me and maybe a little less fun, right? So I like RP. I like when we engage with our characters and, you know, the rare times our characters actually engage with another. I like that. But I think there needs to be, you know, maybe just one combat encounter, something something to actually happen during the uh, the session to, to make it a little more memorable, to, to make it have a little more grit. That's fair. Brian, what did you think? Yeah, I'm gonna say like a four. Uh, again, it wasn't that memorable. Uh, I mean, I was actually thinking back about this game, and everything that I thought I remembered came from the last session. Because I'm like, oh yeah, this was a great game. But I thought back to the stuff with the mayor. You know, I thought back to I mean, all of that stuff, and it was really the 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 next game, the, the next, next session. game. Yeah. So this, um, yeah, it's not that memorable. If if I recall correctly, I was kind of a little frustrated in trying to figure out what the hook was it seemed like there was a lot of um uh, i don't know i my memory is like we're chasing our tails a little bit trying to figure out what was going on with shilelu okay so so maybe thinking intent wise of this game right so did what was this a session you intended to be completely rp is kind of like pretext and building up for the actual end of the campaign or was this one of the nights where we maybe got like a late start we weren't super engaged we were going off the rails we weren't really paying attention and we just kind of decided let's stop it here and then pick up the end of the campaign at another session that's a great question and the short answer is i was open-minded I, I was ready for anything i did something different with shalalu I knew that if you tried to, to fight her, well, well, there's no, we're not spoiling anything for anyone. I'll just go ahead and say it. This was, unbeknownst to you guys, what had happened was 
Black Fang's mom had come into town while you were off dealing with the elementals. She had subjugated the mayor. She had, you know, grievously injured Shalalu and polymorphed herself into Shalalu's form. So now Shalalu is wearing, you know, black dragon scale armor because, hint, hint, it's a polymorphed black dragon. Shalalu's acting a little odd. All of a sudden, the guards are a little more cult like. Um, all that kind of stuff. So I set that set that up, and I wanted you to come into a really hostile town with a really different Shalalu, um, because this was Black Fang's mom's plan. I had written out this whole plan for how she was gonna, you know, introduce her assassins and slowly take over and sow some discord with the elementals, use that distraction to come into town and take over, you know, all to put all the pieces in place so that she could have revenge on you guys, and. I knew what Black Fang's mom had done. I knew what my villain had done. And I was ready for you to engage with that in any way that you felt like. But in engaging with it, you took a very circuitous route. You you tried a lot of stuff and then backed off of it. Not us. We would no, never do that. No, no. So my, my sessions, my rating for the sessions of four. We just weren't feeling it. And... You know, this this is your question, Mike, is a great question. It's outside the show notes, and that's that's great. Um, one thing that's that your questions crystallized for me that I'm just now thinking of is often when when we play and the bad guys have done something and you're investigating it, there's no wrong answer. You can investigate in any way that you want to, as long as you keep pushing forward you're probably going to find some success. There's no one right path. You know, every answer is the right answer eventually. If it's completely the wrong answer, like you go to leave town entirely, then I might have a metagame conversation with you. But if you had just committed to any one course of investigation, you would have figured out what was going on. But since you tried this course of investigation for a while and then stopped and tried this one and stopped and tried this one, like, hey, let's Let's see what magic we can detect. Hey, let's have Valeros talk to her. When you try all this different stuff, you were a mile wide and an inch deep. You never penetrated the mystery. Make sense? You know, I, I think that's actually a really good analogy, or maybe not even analogy. I think that's a really good diagnosis of, of a lot of our games up through into this campaign is that, yeah, pretty much every campaign we've been guilty of that, where we, where we want to, you know, test or we want to hypothesize test validate hypothesize retest validate we 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 want to poke it with you know five or six different ways to see what's going to be the optimal outcome so i think if if there's a way to describe our gaming group i think i think you just explained it yeah i'll use a video game analogy which again shocker for us we do that all the time i just started replaying alan wake and, and yes, I have a thing about playing old games, sue me. Um, but in playing Alan Wake, I'm starting to find, you know, the coffee thermoses and there's these little pyramids of cans that you're supposed to find and shoot. And all of a sudden, halfway through the first level, Mike, halfway through the first level, well, the first real level where I'm fighting the Taken, I have this crippling fear, terror, that I've missed some of the pages or that I've missed a pyramid of cans or that I've missed a coffee thermos. And I want to go to GameFAQs.com and download the FAQ and play by the FAQ to make sure I don't miss anything. And that is neurotic as hell. That's insane. That's no way to enjoy a game. Um, I think that's what you guys have. You're, you're 
it's like you're playing Skyrim and you're looking for this optimal way to engage every situation so that you never lose reputation with any faction. You never take any negative consequences and everything is 100% victory. I think you're always, I think you probe for that. That's, that's, that's 100% accurate. So, so for me personally, that, that desire goes way back to like, even before I really started playing video games with like this completionist feeling of, of having to get hundred percent, like even reading choose your own adventure books, I would go and put a bookmark in and I would go and compare the choices of choosing my own adventure and choose the optimal adventure. I would literally spoil the book for myself to feel like I got the optimal you know, the optimal path in a choose your own adventure book. So I, I can absolutely see, I know I'm super guilty of doing that in our games. I, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not the only one. I hope I'm not the one driving that behavior. Mike, that is the lamest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I just want to let you know. But it's true. That's, that's what I did. And, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually impressed because if I was smart enough when I was, you know, that age, I would have done the same thing, but I wasn't. I think RPGs are a lot more fun when you let them be messy. When you recognize that you're not going to get 100%, you know, with every faction for every choice that you make at every time and every adventure. All right, let's talk about the game a little bit. As you turned in the Elemental Quest, I, I described Shalalu acting strangely. I described that suddenly she's not wearing her leather and fur armor anymore, her very natural elven armor. Now she's wearing this dragon this black dragon scale armor she's dressed all in black from head to toe black cloak black dragon scale armor black leather the whole nine yards and as i'm setting all this up to to introduce you to this polymorphed shalalu and introduce you to this end game brian the whole time i'm explicitly thinking about your request that the campaign have have you know a finish and that it not just stop that we didn't we don't just end it we actually have this completion feeling of finishing the campaign so as this meta plot ramped up and it moved us toward this reveal of black fang's mom did you still have room to have fun was there any room to have fun in this session or were we a plot train just hurtling down the tracks to our last session uh, so i'll just to be honest in this session i think we were a plot train hurtling down the path to get to the last session in the last session i definitely had fun uh, just in in a game breaky sort of way, but uh, in this one, I, I I remember being slightly frustrated just in in this one itself. I think just because it didn't click, I, I for whatever reason the, uh, the the hook or the the secret didn't click, and again we just never exactly. It, it, it took us a while to get to the secret. Yeah, uh, this one I did. I, I'm not gonna say I felt railroaded, but I, I certainly felt like we were just trying to. Uh, go through the motions to get to that last that last uh, adventure or was last it, um, session. Was it shades of our Mace Call of Cthulhu game where you're just frustrated trying to figure out what the hell you're even supposed to do? No. Well, you know, thinking about it, maybe. Uh, nowhere near the level. So, yeah, if that was a pitch black, this was like, uh, I don't know what, uh, eggshell egg white, I'll say. I would definitely agree. I wouldn't go as far as to say it was that. I'm thinking back. I wonder if maybe my expectations were were not correctly calibrated, right? I wonder if I came into this session thinking this was going to be the boss fight, 
this was going to be the crescendo. And instead we got into this whole RP, solve the puzzle, you know, figure out what's wrong to lead into the boss fight. And I wonder if that, that caused me to maybe disengage a little bit. So let's talk about some of the veins that you tried. So one thing that you did is, is as I'm describing Shleilu acting so out of character and so aggressively towards you, you decided to go consult with Ilsora Gandithus, the town's wizard, um, Brian Ezrin's mentor. And Ilsorai sort of listened to you, and you guys theorized some charms and some possessions and some mind control stuff, and he gave you some artifacts, you know, some amulets and things, so that you could go back into Shalila's presence and test her. So I thought you guys did a good job getting the amulet from Ilsorai. I liked that you had a trusted NPC to lean on. Was exploring Shalila's condition fun? Uh, No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that 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 was it was vexing um, because I what seemed obvious and what I you know the obvious solution obviously you know is that she was enchanted or under mind control or something and that didn't end up being the case so like what's the technical term it's not transmogrification uh, transmorphed uh, uh, polymorphed polymorphed uh, yeah I, I, for whatever reason that that wasn't obvious obvious and apparent. And it just, I think it took us longer than it should have to, to figure it out. Or did we even figure it out? Was it revealed to us? So that's a, that's actually outside the show notes. The next question I was going to ask you guys. At this point, I know someone had figured it out. Did you guys figure out yet that Black Fang's mom, even if she, even if you didn't figure out she was Shalalu, did you figure out that Black Fang's mom was the one behind all this? No, no, no absolutely I, not. No I, clue. Was, I was in the completely in the dark. Yeah, no. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I so I think I missed the first session or I missed the battle with Black Fang. No, so, you were there. The what, only one that wasn't there was Chris. For whatever reason there was something. Oh, 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 oh. The, the game when um the uh there was a game that involved uh either disciples of Black Fang or something that was done to his corpse or something that would have uh, something yeah, happened of substance. You that missed I session missed. 2. And in, in session 2 when we started playing our camp in session two, and we have an episode on it, basically you guys figured out how to profit off the body of a black dragon. We processed its corpse. Yeah, for and, goods. I, and I and I missed and I wasn't there for that, so it wasn't top of mind. So Black Fang uh, himself was not something that was apparent and obvious to me. In hindsight, works beautifully. Just you know, my absence completely ruined it for me. Even even being in that second session, I, I had no clue that this was coming, right? That came completely out of left field. I think I was kind of thinking, it's like, oh, well, Black Fang, he was in, like, the Pathfinder beginner box. He was just, like, a placeholder challenge that someone else had thought up of. And, oh, Dusty would never intertwine that back into the entire campaign. Of course. Yeah, of course Dusty would do that. So... I think I was a little upset. I didn't see it coming. If we're going to be quite honest, I was a little bit like, oh, that's that's so awesome. But it should have been obvious that, that I was a little upset with myself. I didn't see it. Yeah, so all the hints that I laid, the black dragon tattoos, the black dragon daggers, the black outfits of, of this assassin's gang that showed up, I'm laying out all this black dragon stuff. And then all of a sudden, Shalalu is wearing like black dragon garb. So that was me dropping all the hints. I finally dropped the hammer on you guys in this session. So you tried the ambulance. You talked about some other stuff. Finally, 
Valeris is like, I'm going to go talk to Shalalu on my own. I forget why Chris decided to do that. But I took the opportunity to say to myself, wait a minute. Chris didn't play in the first session. Chris had nothing to do with, you know, the, the killing of Black Fang. So I went ahead and had her drop pretense. And in my mind, this is a huge reveal moment. And with all you guys sitting around the table, me and Chris are role-playing, or Chris and I are role-playing, and I have her say to Valeros, since you didn't take part in the murder of my son, I'll let you go. I'll let you leave. But you have to stop associating with Kyra, Merciel, and Ezrin. And at that moment, when I said the murder of her son, I was thinking it would be super obvious even then. Did that make it click for you? No, I think I was still like, who did we murder this time? Yeah, like, who, I, I don't who think it was Who is she obvious. talking about? Yeah, was was it like one of the vampires? I don't, who, yeah, I didn't get it. When did you figure it out? I think somebody had to explain it to me. Who figured it out first? Was it Nathan that figured it out first? I think it was Nathan, yeah. I remember whoever it was, I think it was Nathan, because I think it, the attitude was he was like, yeah, it's Black Fang's mom. Like, he said it like that, and Mike, I seem to remember you going, oh. Yeah, that sounds that sounds accurate. And then Chris wasn't there for the first session, so we had to explain to him. Brian, you caught on. Yeah, it, it was Nathan. Nathan figured it out. Okay, so I had a lot of fun in this scene with just Chris. Chris and I had a good scene together, and I relished the chance of, of role-playing her, trying to turn you against each other. And... There's this whole subtext that you guys had had going because Chris missed the first session. There's this whole subtext where he was the intern for the whole game. You guys screwed him over on loot for the whole game. So I'm thinking that there's a chance that Chris might be like, you know what? I'm out. But he did a great job in the scene. He did a great job coming back to to you guys to tell you what was up. Were you interested in Chris and I role-playing? I was, and in hindsight... I wonder if 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 you as Black Fang's mom had tried to like bribe Chris, you know, like give him all the dragon horde riches and and make him the most powerful man in uh, Sandpoint. I wonder if that would have changed the dynamic a little bit. Ooh, man, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. Oh, hindsight. Oh well, but yeah, no, I I found the I found the the. The, the the back and forth between you and Chris very interesting. I thought that was it was an interesting way to go, and and I think Chris almost went to talk to Shalalu himself out of kind of desperation that we hadn't figured out what was going on. So I think it was a a good way to kind of salvage what was becoming a a quickly waning session. I am so going to use the idea of a big bad giving a character everything that character wants, if only they'll betray the party. Sorry, I'm still stuck on that. But your commentary is, yeah, the session was waning. I think Chris was frustrated. And good, I'm glad to hear it was interesting. Brian, any thoughts on this scene? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. I don't remember if uh, Chris had any dialogue uh, external to the game uh, or the role play that, you know, tipped his hand as to what he was going to do. Cause in, in hindsight, it, it may just be me coloring the, the game through the intended narrative or the intended plot, you know, the, you know, it was up in the air what he might do. Um, it's, I, it's just interesting how, you know, the past can, uh, be colored by your expectations of it. Um, 
but yeah, it, it, it was actually it was actually really interesting, and it, it could have led somewhere else that could have been really damning for the for the, for the for the group and for the the, the whole campaign. But you know, it, in, in the end, you know, Chris came through, and you know, we <laughs> we broke we broke the game the last session. So, so yeah, Valeris did come back. He did inform the gang, and then you decided. I I kind of love this moment too. This was totally you, your guys doing. Um, I can't think of the names of any movies right now, but there there are these movies where the hero is being manipulated the whole time, just being manipulated, manipulated, manipulated. The villains are a step ahead. Enemy of the state is a good example, and the the, the enemies just they know more, they see more, they have more, and there's this moment in every one of those movies where the hero takes the step to start to turn the tables to fake their death, to, you know, set something up that the bad guys don't know about. And to me, you guys came up with this plan that Valeros would pretend to leave, and you were hoping that would give you an edge in the next session. So Valeros pretended to leave. The rogue that had been watching you from, you know, your favorite bar, the Rusty Dragon Inn, departed and headed toward the garrison, seemingly to inform Shalalu. Did this feel... Like you were getting one over, did it feel like you were turning the tables, or was this too cliched for that? I think if anything else, it maybe just felt like we were we were finally getting to the to the crescendo of the campaign that that we had finally figured out, you know, who the antagonist is, what their motivation was, what we needed to overcome them, and our plan of engagement with that antagonist. So I don't know if I'd go as far as saying turning the tables is more it just like it felt like that sense of accomplishment was was nigh, right? That that we were almost home. Yeah, I mean it, it turning the tables not so much, but it it was the it was the first I don't know what's the best analogy to make. It was it was I guess the it was the turning of the tide really I mean that's that's the apt way of putting it because uh, if this worked out things were finally going our way where we had been sort of floundering and you know uh, in the wilderness before so yeah I, I do think this felt sort of like the turning of the tide uh, especially once the um, the uh, other uh, assassin not assassin rogue uh, once the other rogue disengaged. So, we spent the entire session role-playing. I liked it because it set up the end of the campaign, but how did you guys feel about a role-play on the session? Mike, you've sort of already answered this. You said that every session needs a combat or a challenge or something to overcome. Brian, what do you think? I'm fine with it. it honestly, I didn't recall that we, there was no combat in this until it was highlighted. So, uh, there was no ill or negative impact uh, by the lack of combat in this game whatsoever. This is a question for both you guys. Do you think this campaign needed the session for the good of the campaign, even if the session itself wasn't that great? Yes. I think it would have been too much to squeeze this into the actual final session. Um, while this didn't end up feel this didn't end up feeling like, you know, last session part one and the last session part two, uh, it seemed like like a specific and discrete session separate from the actual campaign um it, it was it was integral to the overall arc of the story and if we didn't have this i think it would have i think it would have felt you know incomplete yeah even though it wasn't apparent and obvious to us i mean it was still uh, we still had to go through um the actual discovery and, and i mean had had you just told us oh black fang's mom is here black and she is here to um uh, to uh 
seek revenge, you know, on you guys. If you just told us that, it wouldn't have it would have been nowhere near as impactful as us going through the process of, you know, figuring it out or, you know, Nathan figuring it out and then telling us. I wish I'd come up with a cooler word than mom. Blackfang's mom. Blackfang's <laughs> matron. Blackfang's mom is here. He forgot his retainer. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, right? But what 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 other choice is there? Blackfang's mother? That that's that's yeah. not Blackfang's matriarch. The mother of Blackfang. I mean, if you phrase it that way. I don't know. I'm I'm just stuck on that uh, on the mom thing. I'll have to turn that one over. All right. Um, sorry, Mike. How about you? Do you think the session needed this? Can or sorry? Do you think the campaign needed the session? Yeah, absolutely. It was it was the narrative we needed to tie up the campaign, right? I just wonder if. If maybe like scheduling or something could have happened better to where it could have happened in one session, I think that would have been a little more impactful. But uh, yeah, if memory serves me correctly, I think maybe we chose to end it early that night because either we got a late start or we weren't feeling it or something. So there might have been better reasons for that. But if I had to do this back again, I would say do this part with the actual end of the campaign in one sitting if we could. Yeah, that would have been great. Because, I mean, you went straight into some action in the very next session. You rescued the real Shalalu. You rescued the mayor. You got them both safely off to, to Ilsorai. You came up with your plan to face Blackfang's mother, matriarch. I'm trying on different words. And uh, and you did that. You faced off with her, and, and you won. So we could have done those back-to-back if we'd planned more. So what lessons did we learn? What things have we said that we really want to hit on? I really like, Mike, the conversation that you and I had that were this was totally outside the show notes about the whole trying to do everything not only to 100% success, but with no negative consequences ever. Like the optimal path to everything all the time, always, and how crippling that can be. And I think we're getting better at that as we go along, right? I know as as we kind of exited this campaign, we started having discussions about decisions having consequences. And I, I feel like we as a group have gotten better about making sure that our, our, our not-so-successful actions do have those consequences. So I wonder if, if we really kind of are at a turning point for our group where we'll be a little less, you know, pokey-feely, a million miles wide and one inch deep solutioning. I think that the world of dungeons, you know, the two sessions that we did there, it was completely messy. It was super messy. It was totally unoptimal and it was an awful, awful lot of fun. Okay. Other lessons. Um, not really a lesson. I'm just going to celebrate a victory. This was my first reveal that I had done in years that I had planned for, say, more than five sessions that wasn't figured out too soon and that I was able to hit you guys with. And even if it didn't totally strike you in the moment, even if I had to stop and explain it after the fact, I was really pleased at having hinted at a reveal for so long and then revealed it. That felt like a huge victory. Looking back, is that impactful on your memory at all? Has has that sort of left you, or is it still kind of a cool reveal? I'd say that's still kind of a cool reveal, right? Like, even as we were kind of talking back through this, I was like, oh, yeah, he planned that for pretty much the entire 
time the entire campaign. It was a huge twist at the end that none of us saw coming. And to get one over on our group like that, where, you know, we're constantly looking for, you know, what is Dusty quote unquote stealing from? You know, what movie is this? For us to not put that together as much as we, we, we metagame about these things in our head. I think that's a pretty big deal. Any other lessons that you guys want to point out that we've talked about? I'm trying to think of something that is more than just pay attention or remember what happened before. Sometimes I just need the players to pick a direction and keep going in that direction. Like, get there. Because if sometimes if you don't get success in the first instant, that's fine. Keep digging on that path that you're going down so that I can lay some pearls in front of you and, and get that victory there. All right. Um, I think that's it for the lessons. This was kind of a such a victory in the session with the reveal, and then I rated it a four because it was all role play, role play in a slow way where I could feel the group getting frustrated because they didn't know what they were supposed to do next. They didn't know how to investigate this. You know, Shalalu, this rock solid NPC for so long, is suddenly super weird and being really mean to them, and they're not sure how to take it. Um, it th- there was a lot of uncertainty. And I think uncertainty is the worst feeling that a player can have. RPG Lessons Learned. Thank you for listening. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them Lessons Learned. And we're sharing ours with you.